The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Lloyd, you know what this week is? It's Valentine's Day week. So we're going to be talking about love relationships. And of course, you have love relationships with parents, with children, with friends, with lovers, Today we're going to be talking mostly about your relationship with your intimate lover and whether it's a spouse or just a loving relationship, there's always challenges that come up and there are times when we want to really pay a little bit more attention to what we're doing in that relationship. You may remember that we've had Leonard Simchuk, who's a wonderful therapist a great writer and author. He's the author of many books. He is going to be talking with me today about various types of techniques and tips that we can do to enhance our relationship. Lloyd, I hope you're going to take this to heart and enjoy it and practice with me this Valentine's Day. So let's get started, and I think you're going to enjoy this. Hi, I'm Mari Frank, and I am here with Leonard Simchuk, who is my good friend, my buddy, and my co-author of Fighting for Love, Turn Conflict into Intimacy, a Couple's Guide. We are here to talk about what else but relationships, and with Valentine's Day just around the corner, we thought we would just kind of talk to you about what some tips that you can use and some techniques for having a loving relationship and what to do if so there's some challenges. You know, I've been with my husband now tw- almost 28 years. Wow, 28 years. Congratulations, 28 Mari. Years. Yeah, and I was married the first time like 18, so this is really a long time. And I, I learned a lot. You know, the first marriage didn't work out, and I could see a lot of the things that were me, that were my challenge. And, of course, I can, of course, still see the things that he did wrong. But what's most important is what did I grow from and then when I met Lloyd. And what we do, and we we try and follow everything that we've done in this book because it's it takes practice. And so I feel good about it. I mean, I I feel like we've gotten closer and we've gotten – able more able to deal with the challenges that we have we've gone through sad times we've gone through t- tough times 
but we feel more connected than ever right now. I don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow, but right now, that's how we're feeling. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And I think part of it, Leonard, is up because of you and I collaborating and kind of going through all the difficulties in marriage and kind of working out all of the um, the strategies and the ways of dealing with certain things that really helped me. So thank you for that. You're welcome. As you know, I was married 26 years and in a long-term relationship and uh, and I've been working with couples for 40 years, just like you've been in mediation. And it's been a real learning experience for me in working with couples and even looking at relationships in my own life as to what what really helps relationships flourish and what prevents relationships from really flourishing. And I think that's some of the things that we'll be talking about today, Mari, is some tips yeah. that we can present to couples so that, um, or individuals so that they can flourish or help their relationships flourish. Yeah, and you know, when I've been doing divorce now for 31 years, and so I know what doesn't work. <laughs> and I know the kinds of complaints I hear about spouses, male and female. And I, I think I speak male and female. I think I understand both sides of it. And of course, it's great to have you who understands both sides as well. So let's let's talk about some of the things. Well, maybe should we start out with some things that? No, we'll do that at the end. Uh, we'll Mari, let me let me let me uh, yeah, let me just share. Okay. You no, know, I was diagnosed with a tear in my rotator cuff. And, uh, and I have to do exercises. So in relationships and courtships, think of it this way. They don't have to do anything. They're in love. They feel the chemicals flowing through them. But if they hit a rough patch, just like my rotator cuff, I have to practice these stretching exercises. Mm -hmm. And most couples don't think that, that they need to do these practices, these stretch exercises to continue to stretch their relationship. Just like if I stop stretching you know, my, my, my shoulder's going to freeze up a bit. So, uh, and a lot of times couples don't realize to be conscious, we can actually do specific things to help our relationship improve and bring more joy into our lives. Right. They get complacent, right? And they start to blame each other and they start to ignore each other and they start to just not even touch each other anymore. That's That's what I hear all the time from my couples, you know, like we're just... We're just living separate lives. We, we don't connect or there's been an affair or there's been, you know, some kind of alcoholism or something that has, that has broken them up. So let's talk now about some things that people have asked us or people want to know about. What about, um, well, I... I, I made start, why don't you start off, uh, Mari? You know, yeah. you, as I said to you, you're the acronym queen. Yeah. So Valentine's, I always think of Valentine's is having hearts. You buy a chocolate box uh, uh, in the shape of a heart. So you have an acronym. Why don't you run through your acronym of hearts? Right. Okay. So hearts, I take H is for here. Really here what your loved one is saying. And to do that, you really have to listen, right? You have to really not think about what you're going to say back. And if someone is saying something to you you don't like, they're accusing you or blaming you, you know, you left everything out on the table and I had to clean up or something like some kind of blame. Hear what they're saying, even if it's uncomfortable. Just hear it 
and don't react. Don't do anything, just hear it. The E stands for energy. You have to get into an energy of just being calm. And to do that, you have to be mindful. You have to think, God, I feel like just yelling back or just hitting you or whatever you feel like. That's, that's when a couple is really in a negative sp space, though. Right. It's, we're talking about when you're in a negative space, yeah, mm -hmm. because that's what I deal with all the time. So this is... This is the heart is how do you change it back so that you're feeling in a better relationship. So even if you're if you're not fighting, you want to hear the other person speak. Then you want to have the energy where it's a calm energy that you can really sit back and listen and be with that person. Be mindful of what they're saying. Don't think about something else. Don't start multitasking. Okay, so that was H is here, E is energy, resolve your energy. A is for attention. Pay attention to what they're saying, pay attention to what you're feeling, and pay attention to what you're saying. Be mindful and conscious. R stands for respect. No matter what, whether you agree with your loved one or not, be respectful of what they say. That means not putting them down, not interrupting. T means tone of voice. And when, if you want to have a really healthy, loving relationship where you can discuss things and be heard and be understood and listen to the other side, you want to use a tone of voice that's gentle. Whether you're a man or a woman, you want it to be a calm, gentle, tone of voice and speak slowly and in a low tone of voice even if the other person is yelling slow down keep the tone lower and finally s stands for sincerity be sincere be genuine speak from your heart not from your ego and not from your head so h e a r t s h here E, energy, A, pay attention, uh, R, respect, T, tone of voice, and S, sincerity. Well, you know, that strikes me. You know, just uh, the other day I worked with a couple who were coming in for couple counseling, and uh, the woman, let's say I'll call her Rose, uh, she was complaining that her husband, whenever he spoke to her, uh, would really speak harshly. And, and as we started unraveling it, it really became apparent that her father always was very critical and would raise his voice. And then it became clear that whenever she experienced her partner raising her voice, that she would get triggered as if she was back into when she was a little girl. And just that tone, just like you're mentioning at hearts, by, by bringing into awareness and attention for him to be able to lower his voice, speak in a calming, it stopped her from getting triggered and start reacting because if she felt she was being criticized then she would start blaming and attacking back. So just by being conscious, as you've mentioned, Mari, of that tone of voice, just think, uh, to, to be able to just share in a very calm, loving voice, very soothing to the ears and can really lower any tension. So usually when there's conflict, as we know, 
a couple start raising their voice, and uh, and then it starts escalating because we start moving into this fight, flight, or freeze um, uh, status of our minds. So it's a great, great acronym, Ari. Thank you. Okay, so um, I hear complaints about my loved one blames me for everything. Like, let's say they had a hard day at work and they come and blame. And once that blame starts, I blame you, then you blame me, and it's the blame game. So let's talk about what we can do when someone blames us. All right? Yeah, so, you know, I think the, the blaming... Usually blaming occurs because I'm feeling attacked or my needs are not being met and I'm blaming my partner because they're not satisfying my needs or they're um, attacking me. And then uh, my, my, my reaction may be to blame back and to take the heat off of me and to either complain that my partner is not... Mm, satisfying my needs and but as we know that just starts an escalating conflict yes yes so when someone blames you or me the first thing we want to do is you know hear what they're saying let's get back to hearts right hear what they're saying and don't react that's dealing with the energy do not react hear what they say and you can even, you know, pay attention to what they're saying. Maybe there's something else going on. They're very upset about something at work. So what we might want to respond and say, hey, help me understand what's going on, you know? Um, you know, help, help me what, you know, I hear you saying that I messed up the kitchen. And if you did, then you could even apologize and say, hey, I am really sorry. Thank you for cleaning it up. And kind of just immediately turn the attention to something of not reacting, but responding affirmatively. So you've heard them. You've kept your energy from reacting. You've paid attention to what they said. And you can even ask open-ended questions. Tell me more. What, what happened? Or... Just help me understand what happened at work today. Are you having a hard time? When I do that with Lloyd, sometimes he'll say, yeah, I am having a hard time. Or if, if let's say you're the one who starts to blame, then you might even want to say, you know what? I am sorry. I just don't feel well today. I had a rough day, and I, I don't mean to take it out on you. But that really, that does require us uh, to be conscious uh, that the blaming is occurring. Sometimes in runaway relationships, the blaming, counter-blaming is occurring without really either one being conscious that they're running away in this blame game. Yes. So just like if I become conscious, oh, I'm blaming, wow, so what's going on with me? Then I can stop and pay attention, or if I'm noticing someone else blaming me, I can notice, well, what am I experiencing? So part of it is, is just being aware of what is going on, the blaming, so then I can step off of this escalator or step off this moving sidewalk, you know? Right, or, yeah, or this merry-go-round. Merry-go-round, yes. It's like a merry-go-round. You, you know, I blame you, then you blame me. It gets back to what we were talking about before, um, in our previous discussion about emotional intelligence. Hmm. That gets back to like, what am I feeling? Like you were just saying, recognizing it and say, do I really want to be blaming him? 
or do I want to be blaming her? You know, and then, or, or even saying, like, let's say you're angry. Anger, as you know, as a therapist, is really hurt from the past. Maybe getting to that point instead of saying you, like every time you say you with something negative, you know, you're an idiot or you did this and it's negative, it escalates the conflict. Of course, if you say you are wonderful, that de-escalates any kind of conflict. But um, so speaking the I messages, why don't you talk about that? Because I know therapists are so good at those I messages. Well, you know, as you were saying, when we, we are blaming someone else, we're tending to use a you message that you did something wrong. Basically, we may be saying you're not good enough, you're bad, you're stupid, or whatever. And of course, it often triggers old messages that we heard when we were growing up as children. Right. Usually, and if I heard that I'm not good enough, and then someone says you're not good enough, well, then it's not just my reaction to the immediate, but it's my reaction or my pent-up emotions to to how I would have liked to have reacted when I was a kid. And so if I never really was able to say, hey, I'm really ticked off about uh, you calling me bad, right. I may unload all those emotions on somebody else. So, and as you say, using I statements, I statements is, um, you know, right now I'm feeling uh, angry. Right now I'm angry. Right now I'm upset. Is much easier to hear than um, you're wrong. You know, they're, they're right. wrong. You, you got you have to change, uh, as opposed to you know. Right now, I'm experiencing pain and discomfort, and I really want to uh, to change the way we're relating so we can have more love in our life. Right. Well, when you know, when I when I don't hear from you, and you've been gone the whole day, and I've made dinner, and I don't hear from you, I'm really hurt. I'm worried. I'm frightened. Instead of saying, "You didn't call me." You know, and I, my dinner is ruined and it's your fault. You know, it's more acceptable and more, well, the other person can hear it more when you say, you know, I'm, I was really worried about you. I had dinner ready. I didn't hear from you. Help me understand what went on. You know, maybe, maybe the phone died. Maybe he didn't, he forgot to bring his charger in the car or something. And there were, so it's always best to say, gee, I, I was really concerned. I was really worried. Help me understand what happened. What, what happened? How come I didn't hear from you? And the tone of voice, you can say almost anything, but it gets back to that tone of voice. If you use a kind, gentle tone of voice, the person can answer you. Instead of saying, where were you? If you say, oh, my gosh, I was worried. Where were you? You know? That's something that can be heard. And this, this goes into the importance of having – Five positives to one negative. You know, we do know the research shows uh, John Gottman, a, uh, a well-known uh, couples therapist, highlights that couples that thrive have a ratio of five positives to one negative. And so if, if blaming and complaining is, is dominating your relationship, your relationship is going to spiral downhill. Whereas if you have five positives, you know, it could be, you know, as we know, uh, the language of love. Uh, Gary Chapman wrote a book, uh, The Five Languages of Love. Right. If, if, if we're able to um, use appreciation or touch or some other ways that we are building this relational bank account, then the relationship is going to thrive. So, And if there's an argument, the argument will be more easily resolved because I have a bank account that I can – take some money out and, and work toward resolving this conflict. 
Right. And, you know, because we do this, you and I do this all the time with our clients and we're trying to get them to reframe, you know, when, when one client says, you know, you took all that money and you gambled it away, you know? So then I have to, you know, come in and say, gee, how can you say that in, a, in an iMessage and let me, let me model for you, gee, when the money was gone from the account and I found out that it was, you know, it was gambled, I just was devastated. I was scared and I, I, I didn't know what to do, how we were going to make the mortgage payment. Now, that's easier to hear then you gambled it all the way and you're just an addict, you're a gambling addict, you know. So that's part of learning to not really be negative, but to state things in a positive way. So for me, I try, I'm so conscious because we do this for a living, that I'm so conscious that I try to have no negatives, that I just try to turn it into something as a question or as a concern that I have rather than, you know, I guess that could be negative if I talk about a concern, but, but never saying what the other person did. That really. And I think, you know, like you, Mari, uh, uh, being in the helping profession, it is, so let's say uh, someone can bother me, upset me, or I can feel hurt. I can just say, you know, I'm feeling hurt, but the intention is that I want to repair. So you it, want to resolve it. My right. intention is not to wound or hurt the other person. My, I'm feeling hurt. This is what I'm needing to, to do, or I'm needing to set boundaries. I'm needing to take care of myself. All these, um, you know, there's the intention of really wanting to improve rather than to bully or, or be right and somehow destroy the other person. Right, because when you try to destroy the other person, it really destroys your love. True. Right? And, and so we, we definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. So I, well, Molly, I was just wondering, let's, let's, I know Valentine's here. Let's kind of talk about what, what can couples do to bring good. more love in their life. And we don't have to spend lots of money to, to uh, have a really wonderful Valentine's Day. Well, I'm going to ask you, what are you and Lloyd going to do on Valentine's Day? Okay. So I already made a reservation for a couple's massage. Wow. Yep. And we're doing that. And then from there, we're going to a Valentine's Day party and in Dana Point. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to do that. And then what we do every year, and we, poor guy, he's, he's gotten so good at this, is you know that my language of love is words of love and appreciation. So um, he writes me a poem every year, and I write him one. So mine are usually kind of cutesy, and his are just amazing. He is, he's turned into this poet that, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, because he, poor guy, I told him, I don't want flowers. I don't want perfume. Well, maybe perfume sometime. But I don't want any of that. Really what I want is I want a letter of love, or I want to have a poem. And I keep them all, and I have them on my, I copy them and put them and scan them in and I have them on my computer and they just touch my heart and I give him one too. So. Yeah, so you know your language of love is words of affirmation and touch. So what you've just organized is having a massage, touch, right. and words of affirmation, a poem, a loving statement from Lloyd. And yeah. so that's a wonderful way of you getting your Valentine's needs met. And 
you know, if I can just touch on some of the other languages of love, Mari. Uh, so we talked about touch and affirmations like you, and there's three others that is quality time. And you're doing that as well, spending quality time with Lloyd. Acts of service, so doing for one another things that please them, or gifts and presents. So obviously your poem and his poem to you is a gift, a present that you're, you're yeah. giving and receiving. So you're, you're, you're hitting a, uh, you're five for five. Yeah. So <laughs> we can also add, like, if you, you know, the massage you have to pay for and, and dinner you have to pay for. But there's a lot of things you can do that you don't have to pay a penny. And if we're, you know, for, like, students who don't have a lot of money, they can make a picnic lunch and go out. Well, it's it's on a Wednesday, but they can go out for an early dinner by having going to a park and having their sandwiches at the park. They can do like words of appreciation. They can talk about three things that each one appreciates about the other and, or maybe just go back and forth. I appreciate this about you. I, I, I was telling Lloyd, I said, Lloyd, I'll, I'll, let's do this back and forth. So I said, I appreciate your humor because he's always funny. And, uh, you know, and then he said, well, I appreciate that you're smart. And we just went back and forth. I appreciate that, you know, you'll, you'll make a wonderful dinner. Or I'll appreciate that um, you, you always say something nice to me. Or uh, You can think about it. If you just focus on it, wherever you put your attention, that's where your, uh, you know, your love goes. Well, you so, know the, the as the simplest things in life often and probably the most touching things are uh, occur without a lot of money being spent as you're saying you know if i am talking to a friend and i'm just sharing words of appreciation it's very heartfelt and uh, it touches me and uh walking by the beach um couples holding hands watching a movie together uh, just sitting on the couch. These very simple things, very loving things, uh, probably mean more than uh, spending heaps and heaps of money. Exactly. I, I agree with you. And you can even do some little games that you do with each other, like asking each other questions that maybe you haven't asked before, like what really makes you happy? Or even things like, you know, what do, what do you really need from me that you're not getting? Well, how can I be more supportive of you? And taking the time of how do we make our relationship go to a higher level? How do we get, be even more loving to each other? Or even, you know, when we're making love, what can I do for you that, that you would enjoy even more? So those are things that you can do that don't cost any money at all. And, of course, you can have lots of kisses. And this is true. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, physical touch is, doesn't cost anything. And, and, Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and it generates a lot of bonding feelings as well. Yes. So as you, as one of my best friends, Leonard, I want to wish you a wonderful, happy Valentine's Day and tell you how grateful I am for your brilliance, for the way you keep me in line. Ah. And, um, and, and the way you always are uh, upfront and honest with me, because that seems to me to be a very safe thing. Well, thanks, Amari. And I really, uh, on this Valentine's Day, I really appreciate your friendship. Uh, you're a very dear friend of mine that uh, I've learned so much from you. And 
I know that uh, as we go forward, uh, you know, it's, 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 there's something special about, um, you know, on Valentine's Day when I was a kid, we would give the Valentine to everybody in the classroom. I don't know if you ever did right. that. Everybody. Valentine's to everyone in the classroom. So, Mari, I'm giving you a Valentine like I'm giving a Valentine to all my friends to say thank you for being in my life, for you help me feel loved and cared for and appreciated. So, I'm just giving you one of those little Valentines uh, <laughs> from, from with a little bunny on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're saying to you as we leave you from this little uh, interview. We want to ask you to do the same. Go to all your friends in your family and on Valentine's send a text of how much you care about them or call them up on the phone or send an email. Just tell all your friends why they're so important to you and how they've really enriched your life. And so we thank you again and have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You gotta fight both night and day. Doesn't matter what some people may say. Don't be the lamb's cry, be the lion's roar. Cause love is worth fighting for. I know, yeah. Love is worth fighting for. Love is worth fighting for.